This is another Poets at War General Report. And here's your general, Joshua David Ling. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the General's Report. Um, yeah, I had a great conversation with Glenn Sunshine recently on the Dark Ages. You guys should check that out if you haven't already. Uh, we're going to be having our second monthly broadcast at 7.30 p.m. on January the 27th. That's a Friday night. And um, the first hour, you know, give, give or take, you know, 10, 15 minutes in, is going to be dedicated to a public show that will be posted to Poets at War. Uh, all the uh, various channels that Poets at War goes through. So I'm excited about that. Uh, join us. Join the brood. If you haven't already, go to my website, joshuadavidling.com, and click the snake. He doesn't have a Santa hat anymore. He has some kind of weird, this sort of a thing going on, you know, chin scratch sort of a deal. So with that being said, <clears throat> I wanted to talk today about epic poetry. It's been a while since I brought it up. It's been a while since I brought up what I do. Uh, I write epic poetry. Um, I write uh, superhero stories. Uh, they're some of my favorites. I write uh, fantasy, sci-fi, uh, other sorts of things of that nature. And that is all published through Poetry Bricks, which is my other podcast. And um, Poetry Bricks, Bricks get built up into playlists which you can watch on YouTube to uh, catch up. And there, you know, it's sort of a micro-publishing sort of a thing where I do one poem, uh, roughly the length of a song, uh, every so often. I have a lot more written than I have published, uh, but I'm continuing to put those out on a almost daily basis now. Um, I'm really proud of what I do. Uh, my poetry is getting better and better. Um, I'm learning new tricks, new techniques, new meters, and different ways to uh, express these stories and hopefully have them really hit your heart the same way a good old country song would. Uh, with country being referenced, um, I've shown this once before, but uh, I now have it completed. The first uh, edition, uh, first printing for myself with the little JDL signature um, in silver sharpie of Cyclone Jones, The Long Summer. It's episode one of Guardians of Atlanta. I'm very proud of it. Uh, I like how that's come along over the years, and I like the format that I'm putting it out in. I, it will be available soon for purchase on both physical CD, uh, audio stories uh, created from my poetry bricks, and uh, also Bandcamp for uh, digital download. That will be soon. But I'm doing this as a business sort of thing. You know, there's so many different... Uh, a lot of people kind of have allowed tax code to sort of decide whether you're for-profit, non-profit, 501c3, etc., etc., and quite frankly, all of those are designed to tie you down. More and more I get frustrated 
with people allowing not not just tax code in general taxes are are, are totally a thing that that uh, is frustrating enough but people allow tax codes to define what their business is what the good thing that they're trying to do for mankind is what the good valuable thing that they allow into society they they, they that people push out into society as a gift or as something that they are looking to gain benefit from that it's all you know wrapped up in this idea of tax code and that's not something that I want to get into fully here, but I believe that it is hamstringing not only the church, but people like me and many other Christians, because the more that you submit to tyrannical, ridiculous uh, tax codes, for example, or zoning laws or anything of these nature, that are overstepping the boundaries of scripture for the civil magistrate, the more you are allowing them to tie you down. Is everyone a hill? Every single one of these a hill to die on? No, but there's something to think about. And as I'm building this business or ministry or whatever it is, <laughs> I am seeking to create a you know new systems new setups to where i can plug all my details into a template be able to print all the labels that i need to create something like this and uh print the cd burn the cd get it all together so that i don't have to you know keep doing these steps over and over make it efficient that's something that i've become really good at uh, with Poetry Bricks, I'm able, I have a, an assembly line that I can continually publish more and more things. And this is something that artists um, struggle with. My father and I worked in a warehouse business do, selling cell phone and tablet cases. And this is something that I had to learn in that job. And I was able to create these sorts of assembly lines in order to get large orders out, large complicated orders, that sort of a thing. And uh, it was it was a real treat to learn that kind of stuff. And my dad was even better at it than I was. Um, but it's it stuck with me. It stayed with me. And even things like you know my uh, dice that I use on a regular basis to decide which ones I'm writing, that sort of a thing. All of that moves together in such a way that everything is so smooth, you know? And that's my hope, is that I can continue to put these stories out in a really smooth manner. Uh, today, to talk about the soon-to-be-launching of Cyclone Jones' Long Summer and hopefully many, many, many other albums that you'll be able to purchase, um, <clears throat> I wanted to read to you guys the... First issue, many of you have heard this many times before, I call it an issue, it's a poem, you know, the first poem in the entire story, and talk a little bit about uh, Cirrus Jones, Guardians of Atlanta, and give you a little bit more in-depth. Like I said, some of you have heard this stuff before, some of you haven't, and it's been a long time since I've really talked about it in this kind of a format, talk about it in a meta-narrative format, and I wanted to get you guys hyped for the coming of this new uh, story. Well, not new, but uh, new to you, possibly. So, to show more of my writing, show more of what I do, we'll go ahead and start with 
the prophecy. And I'm going to be looking over here because I didn't turn on my teleprompter, but <laughs> no one really cares about that. Reed Jones was a farmer just north of Atlanta. His wife laid sick in bed. Just picture it, can't you? A baby in her womb, a storm raging outside. The lightning locked them in. The storm poured from the skies. The wind and rain battered their tiny Georgia town. The hails and gales tore power lines down. The back window had been knocked out by flying debris and there was no help that either of them could see. Emily, Reed's wife, her complexion was shoddy. Nausea, pain, and cold racked all of her body. She moaned and cried and prayed that it was just the flu, but Reed Jones had no clue what to do. He set a candle on the nightstand and tucked in his ailing wife and slammed his knees down to the floor to beg God for her life. Please, Lord, please, God, save my wife and child. The wind started blowing and there came something wild. The wind it calmed, the rain it stopped, but what came was a storm indeed. Light crinkled at the edges of the walls, golden as ripening wheat. And fading in as the room became light was a figure about eight feet tall. His stature not only dwarfed the Joneses, but seemed to stretch their walls. He wore a tan leather duster, with black pants, shirt, and boots beneath. The duster looked dirty and worn, and tassels hung from the sleeves. On top of his head was a black cowboy hat, obscuring his eyes and nose. A smirk on his lips, surrounded by a goatee, stood frozen in a wry pose. Before the figure opened that mouth, Reed Jones stared blankly and knew. He was in the presence of an angel, and there was nothing he could do. The voice was richer than honey, and brighter than those flecks of gold light, deeper than the deepest part of the Chattahoochee, and it spoke a prophecy that night. Reed Jones, good and faithful servant, your wife will be saved from death's dark current. Your daughter as well, but she'll be born with power, all weather before her eyes will cower. And with God's help, she will withstand great adversity. She will lose everything, but she will learn this homily. If Christ is with us, who can be against us? Your daughter, Reed Jones, will stand for justice. And just like that, the angel was gone. Before Reed could say a word, he jumped back up to his precious wife. By love and worry, he was spurred. But his wife lay there asleep and warm, her color now rosy red. And her breathing was as calm and relaxed as the baby that laid within her in that bed. Reed Jones cried with utter relief as the sky above turned red too, praising God Almighty in heaven, for there was nothing he could do. A few weeks after that, Emily birthed from brittle bones a daughter with brown hair and named her Cirrus Jones. So, that's an example of my work. And these stories, you know, uh, an episode might be about between 20 and 30 minutes, maybe more sometimes. Some uh, 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 albums will be up to about maybe even an hour in length. I might have some more that'll come even longer than that at times. But most of them are between 20 and 30 minutes. Um, they are epic poetry in a modern sense. Uh, they are epic poetry in an older sense, but more modernized. They are meant to be easily understood. Epic poetry is something that we've lost in society. 
And it's something that I'm hoping that we can bring back. Something oral, something you can hear and feel. For those of you who can't hear, I have one friend in, in, in the brood, Daniel Reed, who he's he's uh, going deaf. Um, he's uh, uh, he he has requested more transcriptions. I'm trying to do as many captions as I possibly can for these sorts of things so that he can read along. Um, and that's one of the reasons I put them on my poetry bricks on YouTube and the like. So if you are not a person who's into that, uh, keep in mind that these will come with a QR code. If you want to scan that now, you actually can. Um, and it will take you hopefully. Yeah. And you can, it'll take you to a text file. I'm not doing a full ebook, but a, a, a basic text file that is a transcript of the entire story, and it's it's double checked. It's it's made sure it's accurate and correct. So um, for people who are interested in that, it is available. Uh, and yeah, I want oral tradition to come back, and I think it has in many ways with YouTube and TikTok and the like. And I think this is a marriage made in heaven, quite frankly. The kind of storytelling that I do fits so well on TikTok and YouTube and all kinds of other places. And I know I've talked about this before, but it's been a while and I wanted to talk about it again. So please, subscribe to Poetry Bricks. You'll get all my stories as they come out, as they're published, and you can keep up with the multiple worlds if you like. Or, if you just want to watch one story at a time, you can go to my YouTube channel and look at the playlists and find a world that suits your interest. Like I said, I have sci-fi, I have fantasy, I have superheroes, and they're all continuing to come forward. So, this was my show and tell, and uh, I'll keep you all abreast of when uh, things develop as I begin to uh, manufacture these to sell at flea markets. Uh, and the like, and, you know, get some mailers ready for anyone who wants physical copies. I am super excited to move along this journey with you and go wherever the Lord takes this little bard. Thank you for being with me, and I look forward to talking with most of you on Friday night. Everyone be your family's bard. Do not turn to the right or to the left, and the Lord will be with you wherever you go. We'll see you next time in the trenches on Poets at War. God of song said the warrior bard, though all the world betray thee once, Lord, at least thy right shall guard one faithful heart shall praise thee. If these words awoke within you, a stirring and radiant fire, please remember even a bard is worthy of his wages and hire. Go to joshuadavidling.com support to support me and my family.